0: Hello, hello. This is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have Michelle Fernandez out of Miami, Florida with us. She is... um, Actually, you know what, Michelle? I usually feel like it's better to have you describe exactly what you do because I don't want to mess it up. Yeah.
1: Well, hi. I'm welcome. I'm so excited to be here. I own a boutique marketing agency, so it's all about... We create... successful ad campaigns to drive more traffic to your offers and to yourself and your business, as well as build highly converting sales funnels. So we can get the click and then get the conversion and get the sale. So it's really cool. I was going to describe you as a funnel expert, but I don't know if that's how you yes. identify. <laughs> well, I, somebody labeled me as a growth expert and I'm like, I kind of like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll take it's it. like the combination of both, but yes.
0: So our audience here is about half and half. We've got the entrepreneurs, the people that are making their own business, um, solopreneuring, um, digital nomads, all the things. And then we also have quite a few people that are hourly employees or supervisors or, you know, um, in part of a a bigger corporation, but able to work from home. So for those of us who don't necessarily know everything about what a funnel means, I mean, obviously we think about a cooking funnel. Um, Can you talk about what that means in marketing?
1: Yes. So I look at marketing as a whole marketing funnel is really from getting the point where someone has no idea who you are. So getting them to know you all the way through the touch points to not only become a customer, but to get that transformation or that result, and then shout you out for the rooftops. It's like they become like this raving fan and they tell everybody they know and their brother about you. So that's really a marketing funnel. And then within that, You have your traffic that you're driving traffic to. Then some people have a landing page where that's where if you've ever done something where it's like, enter your name and email, and then we'll send you this recipe book or we'll send you this checklist, right? And then you also have an email funnel. So once people get on your email list, then you send them like a sequence, whether it be a sales sequence or a nurture sequence, and it's getting all those funnels to work in harmony in order to get to that from they don't know who you are to becoming that raving fan. Mm-hmm. And there's usually a permission element there that by oh, giving for sure. your email, you have agreed to receive these emails. You're not exactly. just like code calling people. <laughs> exactly. And even you'll see it all the time. You drive around and it's like, even McDonald's has funnels, like the ice cream, right? Because I drag my husband to to all these events so he can learn more about what I do, so I can actually talk to someone about this. And so we we were in uh, we were driving through McDonald's to get a coffee, and so you know the lady's like, "Would you like an apple pie with that?" And he turns to me, he's like, "That's an upsell." I'm like, "Yes, that's an upsell because that's part of the funnel when they're asking you to take another step, whether it to be to buy something else or to go deeper with them." Um, so yes, so that's the funnel.
0: I feel like McDonald's lately, I don't know what terminology they use, but they're like, Are you a rewards member? Or you know, like so now they have people that are agreeing, you know, with a QR code or you know, whatever text this number to this number, um, to get a free ice cream or whatever it is. Yes. Um, and that's basically people allowing them to contact them more often
1: with marketing. Exactly. And that's all a funnel. And if you think about it, when you become a member, you get certain rewards, right? So that could be their way of capturing your information to then try to resell you something, right. Or to upsell you something. So now that I've told you this everywhere you go, to, you go, and you're going to see these things coming out at you from everywhere you know?
0: And I have very willingly given my personal email address. (laughs) I've, you know, tried to create like a secondary account multiple times, but I find myself just giving them the same one. And then like about a year later, I'm like, you know what? (laughs) They're emailing me every single day. Uh, So I don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unsubscribe. Sometimes I'll go on an unsubscribing campaign, but there's certain people that, you know, worm your way worm their way into your heart because their writing style by the way we met through a copywriter yes uh so nikki let's see which episode Episode 47 you'll have to help me out with how to say her last name you probably know better okay yes k-r-a-w-c-z-y-y-k <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> And you know her personally.
1: Do you want to talk about that a little? Yeah, so she's amazing. She's not only brilliant, and a couple months ago, I hope she doesn't mind that I say this, but I'm like, (laughs) Nikki, I'm like, I hope you don't get offended, but you're way smarter than I thought you were (laughs) because she's like genius because when you, anything that has to do with marketing all comes down to your messaging. So if your messaging is not on point, no matter what business you're trying to do, what conversations you're trying to have in any relationship. So even if it's not marketing, it all comes down to it's like not what you say it's how you say it right and she is just so brilliant at that and knows how to structure certain things in order for you to make more sales generate more revenue all that good stuff so she's amazing
0: i feel like when i met with her i was really surprised to learn that there isn't really like um a, a formal like degree that you get for copywriting mm-hmm. like it's just
1: more of a skill set that you learn over time and with experience. Exactly. And it's funny that you say that because a lot of people they're really good at creative writing, right? They're like I'm a I'm a writer, I know how to write, but there is a definitely um it's a definite skill set, copywriting, because it's mm-hmm. more compelling, more persuasive writing than more creative. It gets you to take that action. So that's mm-hmm. important. And that is also very different from copy
0: editing, which is something that she trained me a little bit on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so how did you, a marketing growth funnel expert, end mm-hmm. up
1: meeting um, a copywriter? So we were at a live event um, all about marketing. <clears throat> and we happened to, we were at the same hotel, kind of cross paths, and then we went to go cause she lives on the East coast as well. So we were both getting up at four o'clock in the morning to take the flight back. So we're like, are you going to the airport? Because <laughs> why else would you be up in four o'clock? Like, let's share an Uber. So we shared an Uber. And as we were driving to the airport, discussing the event and what we liked and all that good stuff, then we found that we had a mutual client in common. So it was like, she was writing the copy for the funnels that I was building oh, for cool. the same client. <laughs> I know, it was small worlds. And then we've been friends ever since. And that was, I think, October, 2017-ish, somewhere around there.
0: Man, that's almost five years.
1: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Do
0: yeah. you find yourself traveling often
1: for events like this or? <sighs> Yes. So now that we're post COVID things are coming back. I've already been to a couple of pretty big events and by big, I mean like 5,000 people. Um, So things are really opening up. And then I do belong to a mastermind that Nikki and I have been in together for a few years now as well. And they're more intimate, I would say like maybe 25 people. Mm -hmm. So it all just um, depends, but it's it's kind of nice to get out of the house. Like before COVID, like we were talking about before the episode, it was like, it seemed like every month we were traveling and then that gets a little old, you know? Um, but since we're in the house so long, it's really nice to get out with other humans, breathe fresh air, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and really, um, just not feel so alone. Cause when you do work from home, it does get a little lonely, you know, where you, you don't have interaction. Even if you're an introvert, sometimes you still need to. And it's nice to talk to people that do what you do or understand what you do. A lot of times when you work from home, people don't get it or don't understand your industry. So it's nice to be surrounded by like minded people. I'm still
0: laughing about the part where you said you drive your husband around to all these events when so he can learn.
1: <laughs> Does he
0: also I work do. from
1: home? No, he doesn't, but he's in the fire service. So now, um, he's the chief of, well, he's really the fire marshal of our local department. Uh-huh. Um, but he's always through his career has always had a side gig and he has had a company creating uh, custom woodwork, like making furniture, kitchens, things like that. So he has both, you know, the entrepreneurial spirits And he does have the nine to five spirit. So what I love about him is he's like my biggest cheerleader. So even if he thinks it's boring, like he'll still go with me because he's like, I like I want to cheer you on, but I want to understand better. And what I really love and admire about him is that he took whatever we learned in these events because i I don't know. I was trying to figure out how many I took them to, <laughs> whether I was learning something about being a better leader. He took that back to the fire department and he became a better leader. Oh, wow. To, you know, the people in his department, when we looked, to, we're talking about the sales and communication. He was like, how can I take this and communicate better with my team? You know, with the guys that report to me, you know, the guys on shift, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of times people are like, how, how come your husband is like that? And my husband is like, I'm like, sometimes you need to open up and let him understand. Cause sometimes it's not that they're against you. It's just, they, they don't understand it. So they're not really interested. But once you get on the same page, then it's like, they're more open. They understand they can engage in that conversation with you. And they just might actually learn something for themselves, you know? I can see this also applying really well to his
0: woodworking business. Um, yes. so it sounds like he really does have his hands in both worlds. Yes. Um, so I can see that even though he's creating a physical product and you're creating digital products mm-hmm. that he can apply those same techniques. Exactly. Exactly. hmm Um, and you also mentioned, let's see, let's go back. How long have you been working from home? I know that you've had a career before this as well. Yes.
1: Yes. So after 30 years of being um, in the mortgage industry, it was a mom daughter. I did leave a couple of times to just try to find this freedom or more control over my time. So I retired, I think it was like December 31st, 2018. So I really started January 1st, 2019, full-time working for home. But before that, I would say it was a good maybe three years that I did work part-time building this business Okay. Um, before I left. Yeah, yeah. And um, what about the transition? How did that go for you?
0: So you did it kind of slowly.
1: Yes.
0: Did you already have a home office
1: and then... Yes. So how I started was, um, if I'm really rewinding back, so my, my children are now 23, I have twins. So when they were born, um, I was really trying to figure out what can I do so I can stay home with them. Right. Cause that was my biggest thing. Like, I don't want a nanny to raise my kids and my kids love the nanny more than me. And I went yeah. through that hole. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time it was either a teacher or a pharmaceutical rep. Those were the two jobs that really gave the most flexibility. Um, But neither one of them, I guess, filled my cup (laughs) for what I wanted to do for each of their own things. So I was really kind of like, I'm just stuck. And, you know, I had to settle for whatever was happening. Then fast forward, I think they were like uh, middle high school ish is when I fell into network marketing, where it was more like, okay. Okay. I can actually sell something from the side, make some money. And then I was like, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I don't know if I like this either. But at that time, I was learning all this marketing stuff. And I was learning what it was like to sell and communicate and be in the DMs and then learning about funnels, learning about paid advertising and all this stuff. And then I was like, this is what I want to do, right? Live video started coming. So I had like a little live video course at the time, and really just trying to find my way. And that's where I ended up and having this agency. And then when I transitioned home, I will tell you when, when working at home, to me, it's a fine line of being able to get up every morning and sit down at your desk. (laughs) And then the fine line goes to when to stop working, because since we do have our office at home, it's like, Oh, let me just pop in there and check my emails or, Oh, let me just, you know, and then before you know it, now you're working way more hours than you ever worked in your nine to five. Right. So it's that discipline of both. So every morning I'm like, I have to get up. And this is gonna sound weird because I was so like loving that I had all this freedom. Um, that I would literally get up, shower, do my hair, do my makeup, and put a fresh pair of pajamas on. (laughs) Because I'm I'm gonna work in my pajamas all day, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Until the day that I locked myself out of the house and I had to go to the neighbors and knock on their door in my pajamas. (laughs) That's, to use their phone to call my husband to come open the door. Then I didn't do that
0: anymore. <laughs> that's hilarious. I would wear pajamas all day because I was working third shift at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would wear pajamas all day and pajamas all night. But I, at some point I have to change from one set of pajamas to the other. But, you know, casual clothes, comfy exactly. clothes. Call it. <laughs> lounge wear. Let's call
1: it lounge It <laughs> seems a little bit more fancy. <laughs> yep. Um, now, are you one that still likes to do, do your face and your hair? I do. I do because now more than ever, especially since COVID, um, we're always on zoom, right? Ah, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I'm going to see people more often, you know, and then the lighting or lack thereof picks up just all kinds of things that we don't need to see. So I definitely, my daughter's like, you need to, you need to not wear makeup so much, mom. I'm like, but I can't. So one day I had to demonstrate, like, you know, you see the red spots or whatever here. So I do. And honestly, it, I don't mind it. And it really helps me feel like I'm at work. Rather than, oh, it's like a Sunday and I'm going to end up watching Netflix or something, you know, mm-hmm. it helps me stay focused. I feel like
0: I do hear this line of thinking a little bit more for those that from, from those who come from the corporate side, mm-hmm. you know, cause that was the routine that you had and to be able to have that routine, otherwise just let loose, you know, um, it's a little different than someone that went straight
1: from high school into like working yes. for themselves. Yes. Yes. And it's funny because now my children both have jobs and, um, like I could tell when my daughter's going to get on a zoom call because she she does get more presentable, right? (laughs) My son too. Um, he doesn't put makeup on, but you know, he gets more presentable actually like takes his cap off, maybe combs his hair type of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. otherwise you're right. If you're not seeing anybody it's almost like if you're comfortable doing that and that's what makes you focus and productive, then go for it. You know what I mean? Cause that's, that's like, what I think is the beauty of it is because I'm all about having control of what you're doing and have the freedom to do what you want when you want. Right. So it's like, if you don't feel like it, or you want to wear a t-shirt and not get dressed up and that works for you, then, you know, that's what you need to do. And I, and you're right. Coming from, so I was in the banking world. So we always had to wear suits you know, every day. Oh, wow. and yep. So it was like, okay, I kind of even felt bad business casual, you know? And so now I'm trying to be like, well, how am I going to be perceived in this zoom world? If someone's going to look at me like, well, I'm not professional dressed. Is it really about how I'm dressed or is it about the work I'm doing? Right. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like, maybe I found my little median, <laughs> yep. but in my mind, sometimes I do tell myself, like, if I just show up like this with a messy bun and whatever, is someone going to be like, Oh, wait a minute. If this is how she cares about herself. Is this how she's going to do my work? You know, I do, I do think about that. Um, I don't know if that's, everybody else does I think it just has to do with attracting the people who
0: you know are your people Mm -hmm. and you know like for me I've never been a big makeup person I actually have problems with my eyes when I wear my eye makeup um I had to stop wearing contacts because I was getting like big bumps Mm -hmm. and styes and you know like clogged glands and all sorts of gross things Mm -hmm. um and so that was one of the reasons I stopped wearing makeup and also just you know my personality is just I am what I am exactly. I am I am. Yeah. And, you know, I guess when I'm in public and, you know, even in the business world, you know, everyone presents themselves the way they want to, you know, I, I think I'm thankful that I don't have to adhere to a, a business, um, dress style right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I wouldn't mm-hmm. really fit in very well with that. I did teach, um, in person for the last five or six months. And, you know, there was a dress code and I was like, well, I have to get an entirely new wardrobe. Yes. <laughs> yes. So thankfully I had um, a hookup. Someone from the Buy Nothing Project knows my sizes and mm-hmm. would scout for me. And I basically had a free wardrobe, which was wonderful. Oh, that is. Yeah. is Yes. Okay. So working from home for five years officially, but on and off a little bit before that as well. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, what was the hardest part of transitioning for you?
1: Um, it's funny because I, I, I took that test. I can't remember which one that tells you if you're an introvert or an extrovert and (laughs) right. Well, I wasn't like, Right in the middle, it's like forty-five percent more introvert than extrovert. So I do like my time socializing, but I did feel, especially growing your own business, I did feel a little like, "Who do I talk to about this?" Right. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like you know, when you come through the ups and downs, and you're making all the decisions, I think that was the the hard the hardest part for me to go through. That I remember one day. Um, mindset wise, I was like, out of control. And then my husband went to leave for work. And I'm like, you know, I just don't know if I'm strong enough to get through all this, like, you know, to do this. And then he turned to me and he goes, just quit already. And then he closed the door. And I'm like, how dare he say that (laughs) Well, he goes, so then later in the day, cause I was like, I, I was like waiting for him to come back home to say, how dare you say that to me? And then he's like, you know, that I told you that because I know you're not a quitter is just like, you just need to do this to make a decision and move forward. Reverse you know, psychology, totally little <laughs> sneaky thing. But, um, but that's, that's, I think was the hardest part for me is kind of that transition. Um, and then once I got my groove, then everything was great. And and then, and then another day when I walked him to the door, he was like, think how cool your life is right now. You know what I mean? It's like, you kind of can decide you can start work at whatever time end work at whatever time, you know, it's like, now you have the control to make it to be what you want. It doesn't have to be the way that you've always done it. And then it was like the reminder of, yeah, that's, that's right. That's why I got into this thing, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: I think there's a distinction to make that some people think that working from home is always entrepreneurial and it's not. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that work from home for a mm-hmm. company that has you know clock in, clock out hours. Yes. So you made the leap from not only working for a bank in the mortgage industry to or uh, you said it was a mother daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it Tell it was. Me more. <laughs> she's
1: strict. <laughs> let's just let's just call it what it is. Yeah, so it was a more a small mortgage um brokerage company. And then, so I was literally working, I would get, well, when the kids were in high school, I would work from 6.00 AM to three. And then, so I can go pick them up after school. Cause that was like, I don't know. It was the fun part. Cause they told mm-hmm. you all about their day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the weekends I would go in and I would usually work from like six to noon because the air conditioner would turn off at noon. And then sometimes on Sunday, depending on how big we were, um, that's like how of, busy we were. That's a lot of hours. Yes, it was, Um, but it was also like in the mortgage industry. The end of the year is the busiest time because everybody's trying to close to get their homestead exemption. So it was like when the kids were off from school for the holiday break, I couldn't spend that time with them because I had to be in the office, right? So it was like they oh we're at the zoo with dad or we're over here and you know. So to then come here and be able to have that flexibility and and like even even with my kids now because they both work for corporations. My daughter works for a PR agency and my son works for ESPN. So they're both like employees working from their homes and they do. Yeah. They do clock in and clock out. And, um, they, I've been having to tell them now, especially my son, because what he does sometimes goes over. It's like, okay, you have to make working hours for your time. Um, not only when your bosses want you there, but then if you had to, and I even tell the people that are on my team, it's like, Hey, if your daughter has something at school, go do it. Cause I don't want you to miss out on that, but then just keep track of how much time you're missing. So you yep. can make up at that time in the evening or on the weekend, whatever works best for mm-hmm. you. Um, but you do have to have, in my opinion, some sort of routine so you can kind of keep up with everything. So it doesn't get out of control. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. you mentioned that they
0: live out of state too, right? Yes. So how often can you go see them?
1: Um, we've been, hmm, we've been going, I would say like every other month ish, um, we've happened to be able to see them. And that's the beauty of working from home, especially when you have your own business. And even if you're working for a company, like they've done opposite. Um, as long as you don't have to actually report into work, you can just literally, if you have Wi Fi, (laughs) you set up your stuff in a quiet space and you can get it done from wherever. So that's, that was the main reason why when I started, this is what I wanted to do was when they were in college, I wanted to say, Hey, I'm going to go visit you this, you know, this week and spend a couple of days, you know, and be able to work from there. So that's, so did you start this right as they were
0: graduating from high school?
1: Um, no, they were already. Well, wait, what? no, they were already in college, <clears throat> so I really wanted to be able to say, like, for real, even though they didn't want me to. I tried to talk my way into spending a week with them once they got their apartments, once they were out of the dorm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It didn't work for a week, I couldn't convince them, but it was like longer weekends <laughs> mm-hmm. that we would go out, so it's nice, and then now it's great because you know, we can in their apartments, or like I said, they come home and then it's like, okay, you want to work in my office with me? It's quiet in here. Oh, you have a call. Okay. I'll leave. I'll go work out there and you work out in here. So it works really well. Okay. Let me just wrap
0: my head around this. Did you say, when you said that it's a mother, daughter mortgage company, I was Mm -hmm. imagining you working for a different mother and daughter, but this is your mom you're talking about. Yes. Yes. So now instead of working for your mom, you're working for yourself. Yes. You want to talk about that? I'm a better bot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: assuming that someday your mom is going to listen to this. Oh so. my gosh. I'm carefully. She I'm really ju- no. And you know what? <laughs> she, like, I would always tell the people that would come to work. I'm like, she's very tough, but she's very fair. Right. Okay. Um, and I think that um maybe not as tough, but I am fair. And I'm more, um, you know, uh, b- my expectations are not super low, but they're not to where, because I feel like everybody works different right? I can't expect at the pace that I work at that someone else is going to work at that pace because everybody has their own pace as long as they're doing a good job. Maybe there could be opportunity on how to maybe be more efficient in something to speed it up if need be. Um, But yeah, it's just totally, totally different. And she tries to understand what it is that I do now, you know, so it's also, um, she's also always asking me, well, what does this mean? And what exactly does that and what would you do for this? And, so it's a totally different generation and a different way of doing business. Is she still in business now? She is. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. So I want to
0: talk with you about boundaries. Cause you've mentioned that in a few different times and we talked about it before we started recording too, that that's a theme that it sounds like you're, you're really good at.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: how do you set boundaries with yourself and how do you set boundaries with clients and feel free to take as long as you need to unpack
1: that question. Yes. And it's set, you're funny. Cause you're like, it sounds like you're good at it. And I still, <laughs> I still kind of work on it. There's, there's areas where is an opportunity for growth for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to working from home, definitely the boundaries, like I said, that fine line, right? And then um, what happens a lot of times for me, if, if I don't have structure and like a to-do list or my calendar's blocked, then I'm kind of like, wait, what am I supposed to be doing? And I don't know what I end up doing. And it's like five hours later. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what did I get done today? So I really feel like having some sort of structure, whether it be, you know, that there's certain routines that you have in place or your to-do list of projects that you're working on are super important. So you can actually feel accomplished and then not have to be like, oh, oh, it's a weekend. I better make up what I didn't do over the week to get ahead for next week. Um, And also like eating and taking care of your health. I know that sounds crazy. It's like, sometimes you either go without eating cause you're just working right through. So I think your health, that boundary is really big. And I've struggled a lot with that. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't need to eat. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I feel so dizzy and faint <laughs> because you haven't eaten all day, Michelle. Yeah. You know? <laughs> my problem is a little
0: bit the opposite because lately um, just to be able to be with my family, I've been setting up in the kitchen sometimes. And then I have very close proximity to food. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and mindless eating. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fun. That's funny. But yes. Um, and then when it comes to clients, right? Or even even if you're um, whether it be your box, if you're working at home, it's the boundaries of again, it's almost like you're available all the time. So you might get a message, you know, at six o'clock and your day was supposed to end an hour ago, right? So it's it's that. I'm not going to feel guilty about not answering that because technically the day is over. Right. Um, but then it's like, well, wait, did they really need something? Cause they know the day is over. So, but that's our way of communicating. It's not like they're in the office next to us and it would just pop in and say, Hey, you know, can you get me this? Right. So that's how we're all working. Um, there was one other thing that I was going to say, Oh, with clients. So if you are an entrepreneur and Whether it be like if you're a coach or a course creator something, or for me, if you have some sort of done for you services, my friend always tells me, it's like as if they think they own you. (laughs) And I'm like, I kind of see your point, because where I've had to set the boundaries is, look, I'm not going to start your project until you get me these items, because then the project just takes longer because it lingers on. So and then when they give you it, they're like, oh, can you have this done in an hour? I'm like, dude, you just gave it to me. (laughs) Like, I've been waiting for a week, and you just are giving me 10 minutes, right? So those are the kind of boundaries, I think, um, that you really need to work on. And then for me, again, with anything that I'm looking to do to grow my business, that has always taken the back. Um, been put on the back burner because I'm so focused on giving the best client experience I can and, and making sure those deadlines are due. So any other business that I'm trying to do kind of gets pushed back. So that's also a strict boundary is to make yourself your own client, if you will.
0: Right. I, I was just looking at my list. Um, Rochelle Deem was my I guess 15th episode. And she actually schedules, I think like three days for her clients. And then one day to work on her business. Yes, Mm -hmm. And
1: I thought that was brilliant. That is a great idea. I've kind of done that on Mondays to do do my business or have team meetings. And then Fridays I leave like, like as a catch up and it's kind of like anything I didn't do or for my clients that maybe fell behind. Um, you know and we talked a little bit about batching so it's like what can you do to whether you have a podcast or you have certain content that you're putting out or writing you know mm-hmm. emails or whatever you're doing um definitely batch that kind of stuff so you're just oh i don't have to think about it anymore you know right and then we were talking earlier again i think it was before
0: recording that is helpful that you can batch so that you don't have to work when you're on vacation. If you're traveling, you don't exactly. always have to work. If you are visiting your
1: family.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I love doing that. Actually, I just got back from um, Milwaukee and Chicago and that's what I did. <clears throat> so, especially like with my podcast, I I've been trying to do, um, and I'm almost at the two months I try to plan or record all the podcasts, like two months in advance. So then if anything comes in, you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, there's an episode that's supposed to come out next week. And I didn't even start. I don't even know what it's going to call, you know? Right. Yep. So by doing that, it just re- alleviates you that when you go to go out of town, whether it be vacation on a business trip or whatever, you don't have that lingering over you. That's for sure. So would you say that you batch
0: things out so that you can take a true vacation every other time you travel or every time you travel or cause you every time.
1: Really? Okay. Yes. And, and what I have discovered is something always comes up. So I not only do it for when I'm going to travel, I just do it so I can be at peace with whatever my workload or my workflow is knowing that whatever ends up coming up, I know that I'm covered under this period of time, you know, and then I look for the gap and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to batch for this. So that's what really works best for me. Anyway. Tell me about your podcast. So my podcast is called the traffic and conversion show, and it's all about traffic and conversion. So anything from messaging to your funnels, to sales, um, all kinds of traffic, you know, um, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff, just really on how to create predictable growth in your business. Cause that, that is really what's going to, I don't know, give you a little bit more peace of mind Um, and really know exactly what you need to do to create this growth in your business.
0: Is it just you or do you interview people as well in the field? Combo. Combo. I do. I do both. Yes. And about how long are your episodes?
1: Um, some of them are like 10 or 15 minutes and some are like an hour. Usually the interviews take longer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Feels like hour is like the sweet point. I know
1: that for me at least. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's when we usually start to run out of things, (laughs) right? Things to talk about some episodes. I'm like, oh my gosh, we should make this a two-parter because this is so good. It's like, we just keep talking. Right. Right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit again about
0: boundaries. How do you structure your day? How do you set boundaries for yourself?
1: Yes. So I, I definitely, um, wake up at the same time. Don't always go to bed at the same time. Although I try and, um, I wake up. I get, like, I have, like, this little morning routine. Um, I have been exercising consistently, so I do that no more than 30 minutes because then I just feel like, oh, my God, the day's starting without me. Like, I'm in here. And then I do this, which is a little weird. I shower, put my makeup on, but I don't dry my hair yet. I come and I sit down and I kind of review my day see what's going on, set my alarms on my phone. So then that way I know like when my appointments are, when I'm supposed to be working on things. Um, it just kind of kind of keeps me on track. Mm-hmm. Um, then I go back and blow dry my hair. And then I come back and start my day. And then I do have certain... Um, I use ClickUp for my project management board. So in there, I set up a couple of routines. Um, So then it'll tell me like what I'm supposed to be, both routines and projects, like all my due dates of whatever I'm supposed to be working on for the day. So I kind of really look it over and then fit it in those blocks that I've scheduled out to work, whether it be a client project or a podcast interview like today or whatever. So then I know what is going on. I'm not familiar with ClickUp. Is it similar to like using a Trello board for project management? Um, do you know that I've never used Trello? It, I, it reminds me of like a Monday or a sauna. Okay. It's more like project management um, for that. Yeah. But you can also do the boards like Trello where you move things, it also has that view that you can also manage it that way. So it's pretty cool. One of the reasons why I went to ClickUp um, is because for me, they have what they call a dashboard. So all my clients, they can just see like uh, a dashboard specific to them. So whether it be reporting or things that I need specifically from them. So it, I don't know, it's more user-friendly on their side, but um, I know. Basecamp can work a little bit that way as well.
2: Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm, Yeah. I'll have to look into ClickUp. Um, And then you've mentioned working with a team too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Contractors, employees, how does that work for you?
1: I have a combo. Um, I have right now I have, I kind of reshuffled things because of the direction that I'm moving into, but um, so I have somebody that's full-time uh, 40 hour. And then I have a couple of part-time and then a couple of VA type oh, well, of people, okay. or, but more mm-hmm. like specific project base, mm-hmm. um, versus just kind of like so many hours a week doing specific things. And everyone is remote. Yes. Uh,
0: are they all located in your area around the world t- time f- mm. zones,
1: different time zones? Um, different time zones. So we do Eastern central. Nobody, nobody has been in Pacific. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to say yet because that is, that is difficult because the three hour time difference is difficult to to Mm -hmm. deal with. Um, and I do have, um, somebody in the Philippines Mm -hmm. and then I have somebody in Venezuela. Okay. So Venezuela is my time zone, but the Philippines is like a full 12 hours ahead. Yep. So we we've worked it where because um, I feel bad because it's usually while they're while I'm sleeping, they're up. So with a couple of VAs that I've tried that way, what what happened was, is they only worked while I was sleeping. So if they had a question, it would go a day or two mm-hmm. without the work getting done. Yep. So what I've done um, is said, hey, look, just maybe a few days of the week. Could you kind of have our time overlap? So then that way I can answer whatever questions you get it to me. And then you can, you know, be done for the night for them. Um, And that seems to be working out really well. That sounds like a pretty good
0: uh, workaround. I had a a VA that was working overnights Mm -hmm. in the Philippines and that was hard. Um, I have worked overnights. And so I felt like I was very sympathetic toward, you know, that lifestyle and some of the challenges with it. And we ended up switching those hours to, um, early morning Mm
2: -hmm. for them.
0: And later in the afternoon, evening for me, Mm -hmm. so that even though I'm technically, it's not like a nine to five work hour, you know, work day, um, we're at least able to communicate able to communicate in the evenings when I may be around family and stuff. So oftentimes I was like, well, I'm running off to someone. So, but you know, I'll check back before I go to bed right? and able to communicate that way.
1: Yeah, that I do. And that's setting the boundary for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is something that I've also done. Like, they like, let's say at six o'clock or seven o'clock, they'll ask me a quick question. And then I'm like, okay, you're good. And then since I wake up so early, cause I usually wake up at five. Okay. Um, I'll see like, if they messaged me and then I'll just reply right then because I know mm-hmm. that they just need that quick answer for them mm-hmm. to move forward, you know, because that's the other thing is being an entrepreneur. I really feel that we start to become the bottleneck in our business. So that is also something that's a struggle that I work very hard not to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole, when we w- we're talking about batching and things like that is so important to kind of get those things out of the way. So then you're not the bottleneck for other things.
0: It's been interesting to me to talk with people from a variety of different situations, just to see how comfortable some people are with the asynchronous communication and others really prefer to have, you know, the instant Mm -hmm. um, message or the, you know, the instant answer. Um, and I guess I kind of find myself in the middle. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like to have, you know, those, you know, I, I need this right now. Can you help me right now? (laughs) Help, um, versus I'll deal with it in a few days and you can deal with it tomorrow. It's fine. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. And it's funny that you say that. So, um, (laughs) I've been better at my control issues. So what I do now is like, especially if I know if I, it's just all about communication. So if mm-hmm. I know I have a project coming up, like I'll tell whoever, like, Hey, look, I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm planning on working on this project at this on this day, and I'm going to need your help. Yep. So if you need help prioritizing what you need to do or what is okay for you to not do, because I'm asking you to do this. Mm -hmm. then as long as we communicate, then everybody's comfortable because that's the worst thing as somebody taking direction. And so even if you're working from home for somebody else and someone's like, here, do all this stuff, there's nothing wrong with asking, Hey, wait, you, you know, you gave me this to do and this to do, which do you want to do first? Right. There's nothing wrong in asking, because I think a lot of times the expectation is Oh my God, I now have to do everything. Now I'm going to be up all night or now I'm going to be, you know, and no, I don't think any employer is going to really want you to get burnt out. So, but if you don't communicate, then they're going to think everything's hunky dory and they're going to think there's no problem. And then when you don't get it done, that's when the problem is going to happen.
0: It's nice to have a list of things that someone could be working on in the meantime, when they don't have a lot of direction. Mm -hmm. So that, um, I know for me, a lot of times, if I'm working with a VA, I'll be like, here's a whole bunch of things I need help with, you know, you know, all at once. And then they won't hear from me for two days. Um, you know, just to try to streamline things, I guess, to, Mm -hmm. you know, or to at least know that when you don't have, when you haven't heard from me, (laughs) right? here's some things that you continue to work on. Um, Yes. It's something that
1: I need to be better at also. Yes. And you know what, just like I was talking about the routines and projects, that's something you can assign to your team. You know, it's like, like you were just saying, and then on my board, what I've, what I've done is because you can create your own columns. So there's certain things where it's, um. I don't know, instructional. So it's even like how to do whatever. So I feel like I'm my own YouTube channel in there would be like, this is how you, whatever. And then it's the link to the video of how to do it. So anytime I even give a, a specific task, I'm always making sure there's some sort of definite explanation of what I want them to do. Because in as we're talking about these VAs that are why we're sleeping, they're working, like you need to make it very clear to them on you know with the instructions on what to do to eliminate them frustration or the delay of the project getting done so i think that i think what what to your point that is also really good here are the next projects you know on the project board once you're done with everything you come back to this and you can even prioritize it like high priority medium or low you know Mm -hmm. and then um just make sure that there's instructions on what to do. So when they get to it, it's not like, Oh, I couldn't do it because I couldn't ask you, you know, and then you're paying for them and their time. What skills do you feel like you acquired during your 30 years working in the mortgage industry uh, that transferred well to what you're doing now, even though it's entirely different field systems and processes for sure. Like having a system, having a step-by-step of how to do each thing for sure. I used to do all like the, the manuals and stuff like that um policies and procedures so um and literally creating like this is how you create closing documents and or this is how you process a loan application and I did all those steps so in what I was just talking about like when I came over here I'm like oh this is going to be so easy to set this up that the idea is not only for when you're onboarding a new team member to know exactly what the structure is it's also the cross training so if somebody's either You want them to learn something as a backup or somebody else can now take vacation and not be overwhelmed because somebody else on the team can just pick it up and say, oh, I just need to follow these steps. That's the idea that you want to get to.
0: And then similarly, what are some things that you struggled to let go of from your 30 years in the work industry? Working so many hours. Okay. (laughs) How many hours were you working? I, between
1: 60 and 80. Oh goodness. And how many are so, you working now? I know not that many. <laughs> um, it's funny because you get used to grinding and going at the pace that literally I would sit and my husband's like, stop shaking your leg or stop. Like you could tell you're so anxious. I'm like, cause I feel like I should be doing something. Even if I had nothing to do, I and that still was felt that when you started working from home for yourself. Yes. So then we started doing things that would not allow me to be by by the computer. So Mm -hmm. we'll go in the pool every afternoon at three o'clock or something, right? Can't take your laptop in the pool or like the weekends, we'll go to the beach or we'll go, Mm -hmm. whatever. We'll just do something that kind of doesn't necessarily cost money. It's not anything crazy, but You're getting away, you're forcing yourself to stop spending more of quality time with the people that you love, right? Doing those types of things. The (laughs) goal. that's why you're doing all this. Right. And really when I, whenever I start to get a little overwhelmed or like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do. And like the creativity just totally stops. I go back and I think of what was I doing that I was having more success or, you know, I was, I was able to be more creative and it was always the time that I took to stop working and do nothing. <laughs> right. Cause you're literally recharging and it's like, your brain just kind of goes into this whole different mode. And that's when you become creative. And it's almost like you re- like literally recharge to come back and, um, be more powerful than when you left. For I sure. feel
0: like there's a lot of research that supports that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when they started making break time mandatory for yep. corporations, um, you know, research science shows that people get more done when they took their 15 minute break or 20 yes. minute break or whatever they were allowed. Um, versus, you know, that older mentality, Oh, I just have to show my boss that I'm a hard worker. I have to sit at my desk and work and work and work, but really they're getting less done. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously there's outliers.
1: (laughs) No, but I agree with you totally. And like, I had a big, um, like sometimes I don't know if it's my age or, um, sometimes I'm so tired that I can't keep my like I can't concentrate, can't. Get, but in my mind, I'm like I gotta keep going, gotta keep going. Mm-hmm. And then you make more mistakes, right? Yeah. You you're not whatever. So then I actually sometimes not all the time. And then I realized, did you ever read that book, Do Less by Kate North Northup? Not that one. Okay. Well, it's really interesting because for females, because um, she was saying that a woman's 28 day or whatever cycle is a man's 24 hour cycle right? So it kind of follows our, you know, our body when we're ovulating and when whatever, all the whole thing. So she was saying, what happens is there are certain times of the month where you're way more productive, way more creative, right? Or you're just exhausted, right? And she was saying to allow yourself to experience especially the exhaustion, because you're going to have the productivity and the creativity part. Hmm. So I started to listen to more to my body on how I was feeling. So I'm like, okay, I can go and take a 20 minute nap, which I would never do in corporate. Um, Set my alarm for sure, because otherwise I might sleep through. But I when I wake up, it's like, whoa! and I even if I have, you know, I work 20 minutes less or 30 minutes less, I do way more than if I would have tried to stay awake during that Mm time. I'm way more productive. And sometimes I even end up finishing my day earlier. So it's like, it's okay to do that. And like you were saying to your break, that would just be your break. You know, you just got to wake up and come back to work.
0: (laughs) That's so cool. I, uh, there was a headline in CNN. This is like completely me taking a little side rail here. Um, I didn't know about this, um, in airplanes, you know, with these long haul flights, there's actually compartments for the pilots and the flight attendants to go and lay down. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like little bunk houses and, um, like, I think they give them about an hour and a half break because these Mm -hmm. people are on their feet or like having to be extremely alert, you know, for 20 hours sometimes. Right. And it's just, you know, that, and that was the whole, the whole article was just talking about how much they can recharge from that, you know, that Mm -hmm. break that they get. And I had no idea that those compartments existed. (laughs) I've been on a lot of flights in my lifetime. Me too. So now I'm airplane. I know I'm like, I hope somebody's staying awake. Yeah. Like it was like a little closet and they climb up a little ladder to find, you know, yeah. Interesting. Sorry. Sorry about that
1: little, no, but it, but, but that just goes to show you that, um, you know, literally sleeping on the job could be more effective. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: love, I used to call it because I worked third shift for a clinic for years. I was covering hospitals and like emergency rooms and things. Um, I called it my lunch nap and mm-hmm. every, I, and I actually advocated eventually for a 90 minute lunch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, cause I felt like 60 minutes would get me a good nap, but 90 minutes was really good.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That's great. Yeah.
0: All right. Where else do you want to go with this? I don't know. I want to ask you you, like, how, how can people find you? I know you have some things going
1: on right now, as far as offers and
0: things you, you can feel free to have some space to talk about that.
1: Yeah. Well, you can always just find me at the traffic and conversion show my podcast or follow me at, um, if you're on Instagram or even Facebook, I think I'm everywhere at the T H E Michelle Fernandez. And then it would always be talking about whatever I'm doing. I'm really, um, I'm really all about, traffic and funnels. Right. Cause that's really when you're building an online business, even a local like brick and mortar business type of thing. Um, but really online business is that's where you need to create this predictable and then ultimately predictable, profitable growth. Mm -hmm. Um, and just having certain, uh, systems in place and knowing where to check to optimize and fill those gaps to increase your revenue over and over again. You're
0: also, when we're saying traffic, you're not just talking about what traffic, but also social media, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, all those things. Yes.
1: So I refer to that as like organic traffic. So that would be anything you're doing on social media, like with your stories or posts in your feed. Uh, It could also include a podcast where maybe you're driving people to a particular offer or even your email list things like that, that you're driving and then um, paid traffic would be like your Facebook ads that you're actually paying to get in front of people to see your offers or, or to learn more about you. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So I, I know we've already talked a little bit about, you know, things that have worked for you, but can you, I'm assuming they've had people that have approached you. And I like to always ask this question, just like, what advice do you give to people who are considering working from home for the first time, either in an entrepreneurial way like you have, or Mm -hmm. for corporations like your children have, um, you have any advice for people that are thinking about doing it for the first time or really decided to do it for real, not just because of the pandemic.
1: Yeah. I would say to go for it because I really feel that, um, I would say go for it and know yourself right? Because you don't want to feel like you could get cabin fever or you want to be out and you're like, forget this. I'd rather be in an office. So if you know that you like thrive, like my husband is definitely an extrovert. Like he thrives with people around. I get to the point sometimes where I'm like, can we just go home? <laughs> We've already spent six hours with these people, please. Mm-hmm. But, um, but he thrives on that. So do I think he would do good working from home full time? No right? So I think know yourself. However, Mm -hmm. he does like the flexibility. So if you're working from home for an employer, is there a time where you can maybe go in the office once a week or twice a week, even if you just sit at a random desk and do some work, right? Like my daughter in her apartment, she can't sit in the apartment so long. So she goes down to like, the lobby where they have some nice tables. And, and so she'll go work down there just to get a different environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really feel it just gives you kind of more of what you're looking for. If you're looking for that freedom in your life and you feel like you have a little bit more control over yourself. That's the other thing. We talked about boundaries of getting to actually sit down and work. So you find that fine line that you sit down and you work, you don't work too long and don't get distracted by chores. Okay. Yep. Because <laughs> did that happen to you where you're like, I see the dishes. Do <laughs> I, should I do them? Or I don't like doing dishes. So I won't, but then it's like, you know, you have these things over, you know? Yeah. I, I find myself with not maybe
0: dishes, but laundry in some ways, I feel like it's important for me to have this stretch breaks though, cause I do get like I have yes. some back and neck issues that mm-hmm. are exacerbated when I sit at the computer for too long. So sometimes I use those chores as my excuse to stretch, mm-hmm. but I, I totally, um, it's like the mouse and a cookie thing. Like one thing
1: leads to another, to another, to another, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you literally have to, you know, stay a little bit more structured with your time. It's funny. Cause my mother-in-law moved in with us probably around the same time. Cause I think okay. she's been living here for, you know, maybe it's longer, like seven years, whatever. Mm-hmm. So she decided that her job was the dishes. So then I never had to do dishes anymore. So I'm like, okay, I think I like this. And then you're right. Cause I do the laundry that gives me an excuse to kind of get up and take that little break. Yeah. And then sometimes she'll see me do the uh, doing laundry. And then she'll be like, oh, she's working. Let me just do it for her. <laughs> and then part of me is like, yes. And then the other part of me, well, now what do I do? I don't have the break to get up, you know? So I just think of something else to do. But it's funny that you say that. I like laundry specifically because
0: it takes a while. Like you, I mean, you can throw a load in pretty quickly if things are sorted the way you like them. And then you have to wait 45 minutes or an hour. So you don't have anything to do. And then they have to dry for, you know, the hour or whatever they take in your particular dryer. (laughs) Um, So I like the fact that I can do something quickly and then it's working for me Mm -hmm. while I'm working too.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So the mother-in-law is in the house, and so it's three of you. Um, and is she home all day? Do you find yourself interacting a lot, or just right?
1: That is a boundary (laughs) because you know you start to talk, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So yes. So that's the good thing about me having the office. Um, and actually, my husband made me. (laughs) He made me a sign for the door. It's Minnie Mouse because I love Minnie Mouse, and it says, "Um, like on air." so whenever the door and the light is on then everybody has to be quiet like especially when the kids are home then Mm -hmm. you know they're talking by their bedrooms and I'm like dude and then um so then usually if the doors close and she comes over you know what I mean then she knows okay I'm busy but if the door is open so it's like we have these different cues sometimes Mm -hmm. um you Know just or or she'll leave me like a little note, like when you're done, come see me, you know, <laughs> something like that. Does so, it literally have a, a light that you can turn it on? Like does. It on like, it's that's like so cool. LED, it's a remote control. But that's yes, perfect. so um that when you're doing that, it's like setting boundaries with yourself and then with your family, mm-hmm. right? So then they understand, like when the kids were younger, because I did take a quick break in the mortgage business, because I wanted the flexibility. So I went to work for uh, a wholesale mortgage lender, which was Bank of America. So I was working from the house. And um, the kids were in, I think, elementary school at the time. So I would tell them, hey, look, especially when they knew time, I'd say mom's going to be in this meeting till this time. So on that time, pick out the game or pick out the color, whatever, and we'll do it together. So the kids really loved it, because then they were like, they didn't have the concept of time, but then they knew something was going to be fun that we were going to do together. Oh, so we cool. took some time, did coloring, painting, whatever. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go back in until this time or whatever. So we had this thing and they were really good of not, you know, bothering me unless, you know, they got hurt or something, yeah. you know? I think my um, kids forget sometimes though. but yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then it's like, wait a minute, what time is it? Oh, it's, we got 10 more minutes or, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's just being patient with them because they're so cute. How could you get mad at them because they want to be with you, you know? <laughs> so you really did have some practice then also
0: back then. I did. Uh, what, a decade before?
1: Yes. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I, I didn't even think about that before, but yeah. How
1: long did that period last? I think it was there because I worked for them and then um, for another bank for about two, two and a half years. Um, so it was a combination of in the house and on the road you know, cause oh. I would go seek uh, clients and stuff like that. So, but right now you're basically a hundred percent from
0: home, except 100. for when you travel for masterminds and events and things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's a good mix for you. Yes. Yes. Do you find yourself heading down to like your daughter does down, down to like a coffee shop or anything, or do you, are you just I in love with your office? I
1: do. I, I, if I didn't have to leave my house, I probably would. Cause you know, I live in Miami and it's very hot and humid outside. So That'll even <laughs> some people are like, go sit outside by the pool. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, I would melt literally. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But like, and then what I also love, so my husband gets every third um, Friday off. So Mm -hmm. I've also been able to structure my days where we're like, okay, what are we going to do today? Or those Mm -hmm. are the times we go out of town or like when we, when I went to Milwaukee, like for the week, and then he met me up Thursday. And so we spent Thursday to Sunday together. So he met me and we went Milwaukee, Chicago, you know, visit my daughter and then came, you know, came back. So it really just gives you lots of flexibility on, you know, what you want to do, where you want to do it, who you want to do it with, you know? I felt really proud of myself because I remembered to
0: block. So my husband is on call every, I guess it varies sometimes four, five, six, seven weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when he finishes a week of being on call, he gets one day off. It's like Mm -hmm. a comp day. And I, we find out when his next on call season is, and it's when the kids are back to school. And I'm like, I'm blocking that day. He's blocking that day. And we're going to have a day to like, you know, we don't have family, um, in town to watch our kids. So we're mm-hmm. like, we're going to have a date <laughs> during school it's on that one day. and I love it. Yeah. So I wish yeah. it was every three weeks, but
1: all right. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No, I think this was so good. Thank you for having me. We went over so much good stuff. I know I was a little all over the place and, and thoughts coming into my mind, but that's how I, I mean, roll. <laughs> right. And I just think, I just think that even though we had this horrible COVID come in, I just think that it all happens for a reason for us all to really, truly appreciate life, right? And really live it the way we want to live it or make the best of it um, and appreciate the things that we have, right? And appreciate where we're at and then look to where we want to go. So I just feel like, I I was even wondering, like, are a lot of companies going to keep everybody at home, you know, and, and maybe drop their overhead a little bit Um, and I, I really think it's a good thing. It is so all over the
0: place. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, um, one company will be like, you know what? We're everyone's so, so happy working from home and we're just going to cut, you know, all the office buildings and everyone can just stay at home because they like it. Um, not everyone likes it though. Um, mm-hmm. other companies are like, you must come back full-time and other companies are like, you must come back part-time mm-hmm. and will, you know, dictate how many days a week they expect their employees to be in the office. And others are like, it's your choice. So it's really all over the place. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting that, I, I mean, there should be research out there. I, I, I need to dig around and see what the latest research is. Cause I'm sure there's been things that have come out now in the last six months mm-hmm. now that we've had two years to figure this out. Um, what I feel though, is that All of this change that we've had in the last years has probably catapulted the work from home. um, I don't know, five years forward. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like whatever we were, whatever trajectory we were on, it's been catapulted five years ahead of where we were that more people are working from home. Big companies have decided to just do away with offices, but then other big companies are more old school. The one that my Mm -hmm. husband works for uh, is, you know, like no there's no um input from the employees how much do you want to work from home they can choose if they want to work from home um in a hybrid schedule or not at all but Mm -hmm. not any choice of how many days a week they would prefer to work from home versus on site which is I mean cool that they're still allowed the opportunity we Mm -hmm. we're taking
1: advantage of the full amount that they'll give them so I know it's I mean it's all different and my cousin works for mm, I want to say it's Aetna or one of the Humana, one of those big insurance. And I've been to her office and it's mm-hmm. huge. It's like a campus, right? And then I went after COVID and I was like, where is everybody? It was like a ghost town. And mm-hmm. she's like, now they're offering this flex schedule, which I think is amazing, um, but you're right. And then it even goes back to like the mental health and taking some time for yourself or to spend with your family. I think that goes into it. And I think the mental health really hit us hard during COVID, cause we literally couldn't go anywhere.
2: Oh, so wow.
1: now it's like, we can still do things, but still be working from home. It's just, if you find yourself getting a little bit like the cabin fever, maybe working towards depression, mm-hmm. then that's when you need to say, okay, let me stop, take some time, you know, call somebody, go to Starbucks, sit right. there, whatever you need to do.
0: And some people feel better when they're in person, you mm-hmm. know, like that they needed to be there. Um, And I know I actually was talking with a friend recently who said that their employer is requiring them to be on site um, at least so many days a week. And he's just choosing not to Mm. (laughs) go. And no one's asked. No one's talked about it. No one has said, where are you? Um, He's just choosing not to. And um, I don't know, at some point, you know, that might catch up with him. Um, but he's doing his work and he doesn't have to be on site to do his work. It's just, you know, so I think I'm seeing a few more people, you know, basically admit to wanting to debug the system.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and so I, I guess it just depends on the culture, um, and environment of that employer or the, you know, corporation, um, of how strict they want to be right now about
1: those things. And it's funny that you say that, let me see if I can find in my notes, cause there was, um, you know how um, if you are if you are an employer for um, for somebody, and then like I'm thinking, why would the employers want them to come in? Because they probably feel like, oh, you're more productive if you're actually here. But there is a um, I use I personally use Toggle to um, you know for people as their time card to log in. I do it for several reasons, not only to see like. What they're what they're working on, right? Like, so I look at a couple of things, like how many hours are you working, and then I look at specific projects. Number one, to see where's there a training opportunity, and number two, to see like, am I charging enough, right? Is this uh-huh. taking more time or whatever for what I'm charging? But then I, they they shared this. Um, oh, I wish I could find it, but there's a there's a system that they use where what it does is. Um, on the time tracker, it actually grabs the screen of, oh, it's called hub staff. So what it does is as it's taking that, as it's logging your time, it's taking screenshots of what they're working on. So if you're an employer that you have a team that works for home and that is a concern of yours, then you can have everybody be logged onto this HubSpot Hub staff or whatever I said it was. And then you can kind of see like, okay, well, what were they working on? Were they working on this or were they doing online shopping or ordering their groceries or whatever? Right. Um, So that's just another thing. If you're thinking, how can I keep my overhead costs down, but make sure my employees are doing what they should be doing?
0: Right. And I feel like there's. Some people that, you know, want that accountability and work best under those kinds of conditions and others that, again, will probably rebel Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, you know, not want to be micromanaged, they Mm -hmm. would say, you know, micromanaged. Um, And so I guess it just depends on the personality of the worker, the employer, and the culture of the company. For sure. Um, I've, I talked with someone again recently who, you know, they're all about autonomy. They're all about, you know flexibility and just your work, you know, the proof is in the pudding, your work shows that you got the work done. It doesn't matter how many hours it took. So I've heard, and again, it just depends on like, what Mm -hmm. kind of um, industry are you in? Mm -hmm. Some of them need, you know, to show, yes, I was covering the phones for all eight hours, right. You know, versus no, I got the project done. It doesn't matter to you if I did it in 20 minutes or two hours. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So it's all over the place. That's great. Okay. Well, I feel like this was an extended goodbye. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So true. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being here today. Um, Feel free to tell others. (laughs) I'm I'm thankful for Nikki for referring you to us and feel free to spread the word. We're always looking for new guests and thank you for filling out the um, guest form that we did. That always helps too. Yes. All right. Take care me. This
1: is a great conversation.
0: Appreciate it. Okay. This has been Michelle Fernandez with April Malone and yes, I work from home and we will see you next time. Thanks Michelle.